I think I could have quickly fallen back into just like the nurse or healthcare provider mindset of, all right, let's just do what we know because that's what's said to have the best outcome on patients as opposed to really be like, okay, where can we push the line and see what can be explored? Hello, everyone. I'm Angela Rosa Donato, And I'm Marian Leary. And you're listening to Amplify Nursing, a pen nursing podcast supported by the Panola Fund for Innovation in Nursing. Amplify Nursing features nurses who are leading the way in science, policy, and innovation. Our guests defy stereotypes, define practice, and disrupt convention. We highlight the breadth and depth of nursing influence on society by amplifying nurses who are pushing boundaries and breaking down barriers to build a new paradigm. Today on Amplify Nursing, we talk with Julia Voto and Casey Chang. Julia is a student in the Integrated Product Design Program at the University of Pennsylvania, and Casey, a recent graduate from Penn Nursing's BSN program. Julia and Casey were part of a recent collaboration between Penn's nursing and design schools, where they participated in a workflow improvement project at Penn Medicine's ED Pavilion, using the human-centered design and design thinking skills learned in their respective programs. In this episode, Julie and Casey talk with us about their experiences in healthcare innovation, how they became part of the ED Pavilion collaboration, and how they were able to implement the design thinking process throughout the project to co-create with ED staff and clinicians to construct an impactful solution. Casey and Julia, thank you so much for joining us on the Amplify Nursing Podcast. I am super excited to talk with you both today. Thank you. To get started, let's see, Casey, why don't you just give us a little background about who you are and um, what program you're in? Sure. So my name is Casey. I just graduated from Penn's traditional BSN program. So I was class of 2022. Great. And Julia, what about you? Yeah, my name is Julia. Um, I am going into my um, second and final year of a graduate program um, at Penn called Integrated Product Design. Um, It's under the Engineering Business and Design Schools at Penn. Cool. So, you know, you both are here because last semester we did a project together at Penn Nursing with Penn Design and the new emergency department at the Hupp Pavilion. Julia, why don't you start off talking about that project? Yeah, so um, I was contacted by Mike Avery, who is um, one of the professors in the Integrated Product Design Program. And I think he was in contact with you, Marion, about some people at the pavilion who were pavilion emergency department who could, I think, kind of sense that there were some issues um, in the space that they were in, but I think they needed a little bit of help identifying those problems and then also coming up with solutions. Being in a setting like an emergency department, I can imagine is really stressful. So worrying about anything other than the patients is kind of impossible in that moment. So that was what we came in to do and help them out with. Can you talk, Julia, a little bit about your program in um, the design school and why that gave you the skills to be able to work on this project. And we'll talk more in depth about what that project looked like, but I'd like to set the stage on how we brought together Penn Nursing and Penn Design students to work on this project together. So it'd be great to hear what your program is like and what you focus on. 
Yeah, sure. So the integrated product design program is really wonderful. We have people from really diverse backgrounds. So fine arts, graphic design, have business majors, psychology majors. Um, So you really kind of get the opportunity to learn from the people around you as well as in the classes that you're in. Um, The other really wonderful thing about the program is that you can take classes on subjects that you're interested in. So for example, there are people who are interested in nonprofits or being entrepreneurs, so they'll take classes related to that. I'm interested in healthcare and medical devices and things like that. So that's kind of the the subjects of the classes that I take and then also uh, why I think I was thought of for this project. And Fav, who is the other integrated product design student who we worked on this project with, he has a business background. So he has a different way of thinking, but I think it was really um, useful to kind of have my more like design knowledge and interest in healthcare and then his business knowledge. And then obviously to have Casey and Amy who have the perspective of, you know, the people that we were working with was also uh, really helpful. Yeah, so Casey, let's talk about that a little bit. So just to sort of set the foundation for this, there were two Penn design students and two Penn nursing students who worked with the ED clinicians on this human-centered design and design thinking project. Casey, can you talk a little bit about your background and experience in those areas that gave you the skills and knowledge to be able to work on this project with Amy and the two design students? Yeah, sure. So this project happened in the spring of 2022. And then in the fall of 2021, Amy and I had actually taken Mary in your class, Innovation and Health Foundations of Design Thinking, which was kind of like a case study class where we applied the tenants of design thinking into a healthcare problem that we came up with ourselves. So this meant that the healthcare problem we were addressing is something that our group was inherently interested in. And we kind of like went through the stages of like empathy, design, prototype, et cetera, for a quasi final pitch at the end. And I personally felt like this project was a really good way to use what we learned and implement and apply it in a very real world setting that had that very much had tangible impacts on like healthcare providers and patients. Yeah, let's talk about that a little more. So I am a big proponent of if you teach clinicians about innovation and design in the classroom getting them out and doing it in real life will just naturally happen. And I think this project with Penn Design and the new ED Pavilion really highlighted that where we had, you know, the nursing students now working with design students in this real life clinical setting, trying to solve problems for the clinicians in that setting. And so let's talk about, and Julia, maybe you can start us off, what your project looked like over that semester, how it was laid out in terms of, you know, the design thinking process, and then integrating the clinicians, the stakeholders into this process, along with you all, the students. Yeah, definitely. So our initial meetings were with Dr. Neil Ray, and he kind of basically said, like, you know, we 
can identify a few problem areas, but if you guys could identify more and help us organize that a little bit, that would be helpful. And I think those initial problem areas were around mainly communication. I think I remember communication and like, I remember for a while we addressed the problem of like boarding. So essentially patients being unable to move up to like an inpatient floor and then making ED rooms unavailable. I thought it was, it's interesting though, because I feel like I just took a whole class on design thinking and we're working with design students. But I think even though we had that background, I found, I feel like sometimes I found myself reverting back to, I guess, more like, like small in the box thinking and solutions, which was something that we kind of encountered with some of like the healthcare providers during like our ID, ID8 sessions and like co-design sessions. It was um, an interesting experience encouraging the providers that we were working with to like try and think outside of the box and not to be limited to previous solutions that they had like thought of already or that other people had told them. So yeah, I just thought it was interesting that even though technically we have had this background of design thinking, sometimes it didn't feel most natural. And like, I sometimes I feel like we were pushing ourselves, but altogether, I feel like that was the benefit of this team to kind of like remain on track and to keep like the end goal in mind. So can you guys talk a little bit about the process you went through? Cause you did quite extensive interviews and observations to begin the empathy phase of design thinking. And then you really work through all the different phases in collaboration with the clinicians in the ED. So I'd love for you to walk us through what that whole process looked like. So after our initial meeting with um, the people at the emergency department that were kind of our main contacts, um, we decided to do interviews and observation shifts simultaneously. Um, so I think we conducted over nine interviews um, and this was with like residents, nurses, technicians, pharmacists, really trying to get like a variety of stakeholders that are connected to the emergency department involved here. And then we also did observation shifts. So all four of us separately and together just kind of stood in different areas of the emergency department and watched people. Um, we watched how, you know, nurses and doctors are interacting with patients. Occasionally we asked them some questions. I think if something like pressing came up, but for the most part, we kind of just like watched and talked to each other and took a lot of notes. And then from there, we kind of used that to generate, I think, a, a list of probably 50 problem areas that we had identified over those many, many hours of interviewing and observing and tried to organize those problem areas. And then from there, we had the opportunity to do co-design sessions as well with stakeholders. So that was another really interesting way of, of keeping, keeping them involved in the process. So we did two co-design sessions um, and we had, again, a variety of stakeholders involved, physicians, nurses, residents, 
I thought they were really valuable, especially like you said, to keep our stakeholders involved and not just the team that first reached out to Marion and Mike. It was like, I'm pretty sure um, Neil sent it out to the entire ED so that whoever was available could attend. And I think it was just valuable to hear more perspectives of what it's like to work in the ED because we obviously did our interview and observation shifts, but when it comes to thinking of solutions and identifying specific problems, I think that everyone kind of has a different experience and different take on the problems within the ED, but we knew that somehow they had, there had to be a common thread somewhere, and that was kind of our challenge as we identified our problem statement. And then in the co-design sessions, we walked the providers through the our problem statements and asked them to like think of solutions, no matter the money cost or like time cost, just like anything they could. And I think I spoke about this before about like the challenge to think outside the box, but sometimes I feel like maybe as health providers were so trained to think a certain way because for whatever reason, what has, what's been done in the past might feel like it's the best way to improve patient outcomes versus maybe like, I don't want to assume Julia, but like maybe for like design students, it's a lot more common to just like think of a million ways to go about something and then decide on one. And so I definitely saw that peeking through in our co-design sessions. And I found myself, we had an exercise where it was like, generate as many bad ideas as you can first. And I found myself for a little bit being like really stumped and having to think of them, like think really hard for quote unquote bad ideas before I came up with anything. Hi, we hope you're enjoying this episode and we'll be back with more in a few minutes after this quick break. Hashtag Us Unique and Shared Experiences is a twice monthly podcast from First Person Arts. It features curated stories from 20 years of archival materials and new storytellers in order to create each show around one theme. The First Person Arts podcast seeks to entertain listeners with wild adventures, hilarious wit, and stories that transform the lives of the tellers, and maybe even the listener. Join hashtag us and listen wherever you get your podcasts. The co-design sessions are really interesting because it's design students nursing students and the clinicians in the ED, in the environment where the problems are occurring, trying to come up with solutions that best fit the problem that you're trying to address. Can you remind me what that problem was that you were then trying to ideate solutions for? Yeah, we had one problem statement regarding communication and like digital versus in-person communication and the struggles around that. And then our second problem statement was regarding the use of space because in a lot of the interviews we talked to, the new ED was much bigger, which was supposed to be a very big pro to the space. But then we found out that sometimes it wasn't being utilized to its fullest capacity, which in turn caused more problem. So those were the two problem statements we were addressing in the co-design sessions. From The perspective of the design students, we don't have that training that like nurses and and other providers do where it's like a a patient first way of thinking. I think Fab and I came in and we were just like ready to solve the problem. And I think we had our stakeholders 
at the front of our mind, kind of before the patients, um, which I think was an interesting way of viewing it, but that was just kind of how we think as designers, because we aren't, we aren't those providers. And I think like Casey was starting to say that things started like poking through um, and you kind of have the opportunity to have these providers or encourage them at least to start thinking in a different way and not worry about what the cost of it would be or, or things like that, like Casey started saying. So that was definitely an interesting part of, of those co-design sessions. And can you just talk about what the solution you came up with was? Because I know that you were then able to create some low fidelity prototypes and initially start testing in the ED. Yeah, so after those co-design sessions, I think we had some really great solutions come up and I think kind of were able to really pin down an area that we wanted to focus on. There were a couple different factors at play, but I think the one of the main things was like turnaround time and cost. So I think at this point of the process, we were really focused on like that, like something that could really help our stakeholders on a daily basis, like still have that positive impact, but maybe not be like a huge, a huge project, especially because, you know, we were wrapping up the semester, um, Casey and Amy were graduating. So we kind of had to wrap it up a little, a little quickly at that point, but we ended up focusing on the supply closets around the emergency department. And we, through our observation shifts, had noticed, and interviews actually, um, had noticed that the supply closets around the department were all organized differently. They all had different supplies in each closet. So it was really confusing for nurses specifically to be able to find a supply that they needed in an emergency setting, which obviously is not great. So that was the area that we decided to focus on. I think we looked into different ways to approach it. And I feel like at one point we considered trying to make like an index or something of every supply in the ED and like where its location might be. We also considered just like trying our best to like make all the rooms have identical equipment, but we kind of like slowly weeded other ideas out. And what we decided on was to organize each supply room by like body system or general category. And this was done at this point in collaboration with Mark, a nurse in the ED who had already begun kind of like his own project and committee of reorganizing these supply rooms, um, at least in the resuscitation bay. So we kind of worked alongside him and he was incredibly helpful. He provided us like data and spreadsheets about what items are most used and what is like not as used, not used as frequently. So with that information, we kind of worked alongside him to divide each individual shelf up by what is like the highly grabbed items, maybe closer to eye level. And then maybe stuff that was like bigger or not used as frequently, we put closer to the floor, closer to the top of the shelf. And then the systems that we divided things up into were like lungs, like heart and cardiovascular, like general PPE, and then like other general equipment. 
And then we also prototyped with putting these like vinyl stickers that we designed either on the floor, on the shelf, on the wall, above the shelf to see kind of what catches people's eyes most and what essentially will save the most time in the end. And I think our latest update was that the team in the ED a couple months ago maybe had begun implementing them and they have like a timeline to fully implement it by I think the fall or the end of the year. That's pretty incredible. This project that you all worked on is now being tested and potentially implemented in the ED. That's got to feel really good. That's pretty exciting. I don't think going into this project, I knew that we would be doing something to help the ED, but to consider it implemented on the scale and in a way that affects most, if not all providers, since everyone goes into these supplies room, supply rooms, it's pretty cool to think about. You know, while you were speaking, it really hit me how integral it is for designers, clinicians, whomever to really be able to work together with the people who are the stakeholders in the project, to be able to get the data, to understand their needs, to understand what the barriers are, and to really just get a better understanding of the stakeholder in the environment. And that really comes through in your retelling of the project. And I think folks who are thinking about solving problems in healthcare systems should think about always including the clinicians, the stakeholders, the patients, whomever the problem is affecting in these types of projects. So I want to ask you both one last question. And Casey, I'll have you go first. You know, what was it like working with the design students and how did their perspective change potentially the work that you were doing during the project? And then Julia, I'll have you answer the same thing. What was it like working with the nursing students and how did their experience and lens affect the work that you and Fav were doing? I thought it was a really good experience. Prior to this, I had little to no exposure with the design school, much less the design students. So I remember in like the first few meetings we had, Amy and I were kind of like, so what do you guys even do? Or like, what is the design school curriculum like? But I feel like it was such a valuable opportunity to have this type of interdisciplinary team and to work with what they brought to the table, um, which was, I think, a lot more design experience, especially like Julia's like worked on projects designing other medical equipment in the past. And FOV comes like a background of business and consulting. And so they kind of had the experience of working with clients, I guess, per se, And then Amy and I were able to chime in with like the healthcare provider perspective. And I thought having the two of them, like Fav and Julia was pretty essential because like I said before, I think I could have quickly fallen back into just like the nurse or healthcare provider mindset of like, all right, let's just do what we know because that's what's said to have the best outcome on patients as opposed to really be like, okay, where can we push the line? and see what can be explored. So I thought that benefit, like what they added to the team in that way was incredibly valuable and essential. Great, and Julia, your thoughts? Yeah, kind of the same thing just from the other side. I think Bob and I were both were really excited to come in to this space and and work so closely with two nurses. As designers, um, as you move from project to project, like that first 
um, sort of stage of developing empathy and like really understanding the problem from the perspective of the stakeholders and the people involved is like, to me, the most important step. And obviously we do our best, but we aren't nurses and we don't have that training. So being able to have Casey and Amy with us the whole way, and they had opportunity to chime in and be like, you know, actually this might not work because of this reason. And like really encouraging us to think of it a little bit differently, or maybe pull us back in a little bit if we were getting like a little too far out there. And then also just having their like, their sort of like knowledge and brains to pick about like an example is like all of the communication devices that were being used across the department. Like Fav and I had never heard of these before and Casey and Amy were able to just like hop right in and explain it all to us. So having like their, their, their nursing knowledge was, was really valuable as well. Yeah, I love this. It just really highlights the need for interdisciplinary education in universities across all disciplines. So I really want to just thank you both for the amount of work that you put into this project. I know you all went above and beyond uh, what was expected, and everybody was just really grateful for how seriously you took this project and where it ended up. So, you know, really looking forward to it being implemented in the ED continuing to be tested and iterated and looking for this being just an inaugural pen nursing, pen design co-collaboration project. Julia, Casey, thank you both again for joining me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hello, Angela. Hey, Marian. How's it going? I'm amazing. How are you? I am fabulous. I really enjoyed my conversation with our Penn students talking about the design thinking project that they worked on in collaboration with the new ED Pavilion clinical staff. Yeah, I really enjoyed it also. I think it's fabulous that we are really starting to integrate different schools of thought to come up with practical solutions. And these students were really enthusiastic. They did a really interesting project, very simple, but also as someone who has worked in the clinical field is often overlooked. And these decisions are typically made without any of the input from the people who are actually utilizing the spaces. So the fact that they interviewed people and they observed people and they came up with this, we could come up with a solution that could really affect the time and efficiency and level of frustration that providers are dealing with on a daily basis is incredible. And I think it's, I think it's fantastic that we're really putting buy-in behind this effort. Totally. And it just goes to show, you know, what we're teaching in the classrooms should be implemented and relevant in the clinical setting. So here we are working with our two different schools, the School of Design, School of Nursing. Our students are going out there, like you said, interviewing, observing, and then co-collaborating with the stakeholders in the environment where the problem is taking place so that they can have a better, more empathetic understanding of what's going on so that they can then co-create a solution together that's going to meet the clinician's needs. It really is 
just full circle for me, a great way to highlight the work that we're doing around human-centered design and design thinking in the classroom, and then bringing it out to the clinical setting and really implementing it in quote-unquote real life. Amplify Nursing is hosted by Dr. Angela Rosa DiDonato and Marion Leary and produced by the University of Pennsylvania School of Nursing. With special thanks to Jonathan Zhu for his assistance. Music for the podcast was created by Harper Leary. The podcast is made possible by the Krista and Rich Panola Fund for Innovation in Nursing. Follow us on Twitter at Penn Nursing. Until next time, keep pushing over, under, around, and through. We want to thank you for listening to the Amplify Nursing podcast and remind you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you enjoy your podcast listening. And if you can do us a solid, please rate and review us as well. It will go a long way in amplifying our episodes.